Soldier Field, 24-17. Bears trying to get their 10th win. Here's the boot up in the air. Going up for it. Allen Robinson, he's got it! I want to see the Bears give him an opportunity to prove that he can do this. He's got the ball at the 43-yard line. When all the signs in the world were there. I think that'll be a fade-to-black moment with Allen Robinson taking it out of the air. That's what you're really hoping for that they really contribute to the team each year, and that you build a great base and foundation. And these loyal fans have been rewarded for their loyalty. It was, it was, it was awesome. It's, we picked up right where we left off. It was fantastic. And they have a Bears team to be proud of right now. Takes the snap, takes a knee, they head to the field. The Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of 34 to Glory. I'm your host, Tyler Flesh, joined by my father and co-host, Brian Flesh. Hey there. And I think this says it all. Hallelujah, hallelujah, That's right. Hallelujah, Rest in peace, Mitch Trubisky era. It is finally over. It's all over. Can we have an amen, brother? We are on we, with Nick yes, Foles. Mr. Kitzel. Is now officially starting for oh. week four against it's, the Indianapolis Colts. It is here. Listen, if you wanted to see two guys who almost passed out as they announced Nick Foles on Sunday that he was starting after that terrible half, Oh it, it, it was us, it was, man. We were like shocked, shocked, pleasantly shocked. Yeah, it was. It was. It was crazy. Actually, it was really crazy and nuts. Um, let's let's talk about uh, let let's let's dive into the uh, negative just a little bit. There's just a slight negative, which uh, all that the negative is is that. We started the game. We looked like the same old Bears, same old story. Um, it didn't look good. It, it, lethargic, just same old congested offense. I, I think Curtis, when we talked to him the other day, hit it right on the spot. I mean, when the offense doesn't get going, the defense um, doesn't get going. And, we, yeah, lethargic is a great way to put it. We and, just look like we were not sharp at all. And if you listen to Saturday's podcast, Curtis did call it. Yeah, uh, he did. So with the Kudos. field goal on the first possession. But then uh, then things start to take a turn. But we'll get back into it um, about where things took a turn. Uh, real quick, too, our defense, I don't know. I think they just got called out on one play. I think Eddie Jackson was not where he needed to be, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that can happen to anyone, quite honestly. Yeah. So, honestly, as far as all that goes, that's all the negative I see. And well, other than other than the injury to, to Cohen. Well, and well, I was going to, as further as we go into it, we're going to get into that, but we might as well get into it now. Um Cohen went to take a fair catch. It has, and he got ran into, and it is confirmed that he is out uh, indefinitely. He tore his ACL, so yeah. That, Hopefully, he gets better, but that sucks to see. Yeah, especially Ty. I don't know how you felt about him this year so far, but he was actually starting starting to show that old lightning. 
that he had from years past. I thought he was showing a real burst and and, and cutting very well this year. So I, I that is a, I that is a disappointment. I, I didn't see that. I'm gonna be completely honest. I, oh, I did. I did. I think I it was really clear. Was, I, I thought he. I thought he was doing. I did not a see that, and I don't know how much that was on him and how much that was on Mitch. So, uh, what? How do you feel about that play, though, in general? About the play that he got hurt on? Yeah, that's, yeah. I, yeah. I thought it. I I thought it. There should have been a, a flag on that one. Well, there was, and then they picked it up, right. and then they said that he was pushed into it. Well, I I I disagree with that. Yeah, I, I, I thought it, I I did not see that. I. It, to me, looked like he blatantly ran into him. Um, maybe he got a bit of a push, but it was mostly on the defender. I want to say blatant. Blatant's a pretty harsh word. I, I say he I was he called for a fair catch, and to me, that's fair catch interference. That's the definition. Uh, to, to me, whether you're pushed into a guy or not, that doesn't matter, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, you know... All right, let's let let's move on with the game. Um, look, I think it's safe to assume that everyone was blown away by what happened, uh, the decision, and how it happened. No one saw it coming. I didn't see it coming by any stretch of the match. So we, we were we were even talking uh, before at half about. Uh, well, that, that's what I was going to say. Let's talk about yeah. what actually transpired. Yeah. So halftime comes. They don't make a change. Now a lot of people. I I know some people were talking to me and they thought they made it at halftime. They did not. This change did not come at halftime. It came. Right after Trubisky throws an interception, that's really bad. Before before we talk about the switch and the change and all that and everything that went on with that, let's talk about the simple fact that we both started noticing the problem. Atlanta has the worst defense in the league. They flashed a stat, and through two weeks, they're horrible and everything. Atlanta got so confident and so ready for Mitch's throws they were jumping the routes because they knew this guy's not going to throw long. So all they did was cover slant routes and covered cutbacks, and they were jumping routes. It was, it was, it was so bad. obvious. It was like they were in our huddle. They knew every single route we were running. But see, here's the thing. I don't think they knew the route. They were just There's a difference between knowing a route and jumping a route. I think both were occurring, quite honestly. I think they knew the route, and I think they were jumping the routes that I'm they I'm going to disagree with that. I think they were just jumping it. Because he saw... Because, I mean, Dad, think about it. You do a double move, he's gone. So they weren't... They, I think they were jumping the route. Cause, and let me explain what I mean by this. So if they do a double move, right? They, if he cuts in for a slant and then he cuts out for the fly... That that's gonna happen. He's gonna get open if he jumps that route. If he knows the route, he's just gonna sit on it. He's not gonna take. I here here's why I think they were jumping it because if you if you know the route, you're still gonna respect it and kind of lay off a little bit. Maybe try to bat it. These guys were literally jumping in front of the ball to try to get it, and I don't. And I'll talk to you late. We'll get into it later when Foles came in. Why I think that they were jumping the route and they didn't know the routes. Because they did not know what we were doing later in the game. That was quite clear by their defense. 
So no, that, that that's, no, that's my a good explanation. Point. No, that's a good point. I'll. I, well, no, I I'm not I, trying to say you're wrong. I'm just trying to say that was my point of yeah, view and where no, I was coming fine. from. That's fine. Uh, I mean, and so then the decision happens. We're down 10 to 26 at this point, and it was night and day, man. Oh. Could, could you not see the energy of the entire ball club pick up? That's what I, and that's a great point. I was going to say the same thing. It didn't just pick up on offense. Right, right. It I picked th- up on defense. The entire club, you could feel the energy, and it was, it's like, we have hope. Yeah. We have hope. We, we, we can get behind this guy. Well, and let's talk about why we thought there was hope. Let's get into the game. Uh, he throws a bomb, like what, three pass plays in? Yeah. And Foles, what have we said about him on this podcast the entirety of the time? He will give your receiver a chance, chance. to make the play. And he did. Bullshit call. Yeah. Bullshit call. Let, you- me, let me explain. Simultaneous possession. It goes to the receiver. So when he catches the ball, his shoulder hits, he has possession, it's a touchdown, the ball gets ripped away while the other receiver is on the ground. So the play is dead. The receiver's on the ground, the defender's on the ground, he rips the ball out late. It's, okay? a, touch, it's a touchdown. It's a touchdown. What's the difference between that and then if a defender gets hit and goes to the ground and the ground causes the fumble? Nothing. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't either. I, we both thought it was a BS call, an absolute BS call. So that that went for a pick on Folds's record. Yep, but um, that was it. Yeah, but once again, for those watching the game, that was put in the exact right position for Robinson to make the play. Yeah, it he, really was, and that took, is we 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 haven't seen that in Trubisky. In the longest time, he now granted he's thrown some very nice passes now and then that are quite spectacular, but that's not the consistency. I would say only he's only done that one game. That was Tampa Bay. I've never seen it since. Have you? No, no. I'm I'm talking about once or twice a game he throws a Man. beautiful pass. I again. I mean, he had a couple. I'm not he try- had a couple at the Detroit game. I'm not, tr- a, I'm not trying a, to kick a, a guy couple. while he's yeah. down, but yeah, man, I haven't seen it. Yeah, mostly mostly bad, but he had a, he's had a couple good passes. Well, and then you could just tell. Now I don't know if our receivers were not used to getting the ball in this situation, but we start dropping some easy I, balls. I I think they're not used to getting the ball as they run in stride. Okay, and that's kind of a joke, right? Half-hearted? Uh, not really. I mean, well, I mean, okay, I'm going to stop you right there. I said it more as a joke. There's no way, man. You're a receiver. If you're paid to catch a ball, just because a ball gets thrown to you and you're not expecting it, you're expecting it when you're on the route. Yeah, I... You should be. You should be. I'm just. I'm just saying. And maybe it's more tongue in cheek that a lot of our guys haven't been used to catching the ball but in stride. And that's what I was trying to say. You made it sound like that was like 
your point, and I was like, hey, man, you might want to no. reel that one back because if a wide receiver is not used to catching the ball, I mean, I get it, but yeah. it felt like they had butter on their hands. Yeah. Yeah. So on top of that, we have – that happens, okay? And then later in the drive, he finds Anthony Miller, and Anthony Miller – Drops the ball in the end zone. At first glance, looks good, right? Yeah. Yeah. First glance, looks real good. Why? No. And then, then, but on second gla- glance, he drops the ball and it's fumbled. So, right. what, what were your thoughts on that? I, I just thought it was another. Anthony Miller's had a tough time. Uh, he's had a couple games where the ball has been put right where it needs to be, and he's dropped it. Let's face it. Yeah, and some that, of that's on him. And that's why I, I, and I'm glad you brought that up because honestly, that's what I was gonna say. Like, why your comment I felt was tongue in cheek because he's done this before when he when yeah. it's hit him, he's had that problem. Now, the problem I saw too though is Allen Robinson dropped a couple, and then Mooney dropped a couple. But what you could tell the complete difference of was Foles came into the game. Those balls were on point. Those balls were right where they needed to be. And the spirals were tight. Yeah. The everything looked good. So we were down at one point in this game, 10 to 26 with six minutes and 25 seconds left on the clock. Atlanta did what Atlanta does. I think we all kind of made a joke about it on the podcast on Saturday, and and actually came true. It so. did. It did. They they have been outstanding at blowing leads this year, and they really laid a goose egg in this one. I I, I tell you, if if Quinn keeps his job past September, I'll be surprised. How but is anyway, he not fired today? I don't know. I. Past September, he should have been... Well, I guess September's only two days left. Yeah. I can't believe you made it past today. Yeah. Yeah. How many times? So, anyhow, uh, we end it with the exact... I felt like it was pretty much the exact same play that Anthony Miller ran when he dropped the ball earlier. It comes right down the middle. Boom. I don't know how Foles completed that pass. I got scared because he hit his hand and fell backwards on the play. He, he did. He actually threw it off his back foot, if you look at it, because he's like almost falling backwards. And not only and, back foot, the, he gets yeah. no follow-through because his hand right. gets hit. Right. And I thought, oh, my, my gosh, this is going to get intercepted. But actually, it was an amazing pass. Put right on the money. Yeah. That was probably his best throw all day. The one earlier he had uh, Allen Robinson, it was good, but Allen Ro- it was just a comeback route. Allen Robinson grabs it, somehow breaks away from two defenders and takes it to the house for his first TD of the year. Yeah, that one was all Allen Robinson there. That, but again, that, though, shows, the, that shows the heart he has, too. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, but again, though, and this is why I was saying that they didn't know our routes. And this is why I'll stand by that, why they were jumping our routes. Because when Foles came in, people were wide. They didn't know what we were running, Dad. Mooney came across on a little post route into the corner. Boom. I mean, people were getting hit, and they weren't smothering them. Because you know why? You know why else I feel like that? Because Foles takes that shot early. And they go, oh, shit. Yeah. 
Oh, this isn't check down so, Charlie anymore. We looked like a totally different team the second half. Did we not? I mean, if you compare and it was contrast, that one piece. Yeah, it was it was it. It was absolutely it. And I'm I'm telling you, Nagy, you 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 got to hear me, buddy. You've got to get better in the play calling. I mean, our play calling on offense, I don't know how much you're you know, a part of that, but that play no. calling is just so suspect. Suspect. And it's here's why it's suspect is because you can sit on your couch and call it. You call it every single time. I I, I do. And and you know But you I, know what's sad though, Dad? You're calling it not even by looking at the formation. You're calling it in the huddle. I know. You're not even calling it on personnel. It's, it's, exactly. That that's what makes it so doggone predictable and that has got to change moving forward. Foles gives us great opportunity. He's a wonderful pocket passer. He's got great presence. He's got good decision-making. He could put the ball right on the money. And we've got to give him some help in the play calling. Now, area. I'm glad you brought this up because I watched Nagy's whole press conference after the game. Uh, he Listen, he obviously knows he's coaching for his job right now, and that's why he made the decision to go with Foles. Um, he still doesn't have a quarterback that you know, is his, but let's, let, let's talk about what he said during this press conference. I'll, I'll talk about futures a little later in the show and by futures, what I think is going to happen. Um, he said flat out, I worked with him on a team. I was not his offensive coordinator. I don't know what he likes to run. He said, I, we, he goes, he only took 20% of the snaps in practice. So fools had, 20% of the snaps was like, I mean, and he goes out and does that. And Nagy's not even on the play calling. He even said, look, I, we're not, we're not on the same page. So I think now I like it now. I yeah. think now we're going to see, um, hopefully Foles has some input too. Oh, I, I would love that. I mean, that's pretty amazing. What you just said right there, that he had only, Twenty percent and twenty percent. That that is amazing to only to be involved that little and go out there and have that kind of performance. That says a lot. I, I'm even more impressed after hearing that. Yeah, I am too. I mean, it was honestly, it was one of those game or one of those games. It, well, it was. It was one of those games where it really impressed me, but also like just the simple fact that they don't know each other yet makes me so optimistic for this year, especially because we all thought Trubisky was going to remain in there for a long remainder of time. And now, now this has happened. So, you know, it's awesome, man. And they're, they're, that's, that's all I can say. I mean, what more do you have to say? Like, did, did we have a great feeling right now going oh, into this? Christmas came early, buddy. Super did. Yes. And, yes. And, and yes. we got a gift under the tree and I fit, I hope um, this gift Keeps on giving. I want to stay with Nagy for a second and then work our way. Don't let, let me forget. Let's work our way back to Foles about uh, leadership. Um, Nagy said something very alarming, though, in the press conference. Something that shook me, you know, I'm just kind of like, I don't want to say shook me to the core, but it kind of made me go, oh, 
I was right about a lot of stuff with him. And this is what I'm talking about. He was asked about Mitch Trubisky, and I don't know if you saw this, Dad, about the decision that he made and how that affected the young man. And what he said was, hey, look, it's a decision and it's a game and I had to do it. But then he kept elaborating. And he goes, listen, we have a football relationship. We have a personal relationship. And sometimes it's really hard to put the personal relationship away, but you have to. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. Yeah, that will get in the way. Big time. So what did you think when I... Is that what? the first time you heard No, I, I, I saw the same okay. conference, and I, I heard that too, and I had the same reaction, because for me, it was more like he was more into how Trubitsky felt about it than yeah. he was about being the coach. And when you begin to cross that line, you have to remember, you're the coach. Your job is to win games. Your job is to put the best personnel on the field. So you know what? Even if you hate the guy and he's the best player in that position, he goes on the field for you. You know what it reminds me of? Have you ever watched Moneyball? Yeah. And you know when Brad Pitt plays Billy Bean? Mm-hmm. And what he says in that, and he goes, hey, I need you to go down and tell so-and-so he's cut, or I need to tell you so-and-so he's traded. He's like, what? Why don't you? And he goes, Oh, I don't talk to the players. And he goes, what do you mean? Oh, I don't talk to them. I don't go on bus rides. We don't eat together. We don't do any of that because it's easier to cut them. I can make a business decision. Yeah. And I feel like we have the exact opposite of that with Nagy. Like, he needs to understand. Look, we have... Let me make this clear. We have bashed the living shit out of Trubisky on this podcast. Absolutely. But not that, one of us that, has ever bashed his character. Well, I was just about to say, but if he wanted to come in tomorrow, not saying he would, but I'll open invitation. If he came in and said, hey, I want to be a part of that podcast. Yeah. I would say, yeah, why not? I mean, you played in the NFL. We can get insight. It's like just because he didn't work out doesn't mean that we're bashing him. No, you could be the best guy in the world, But okay? as a football player, if he sat in the chair opposite of me, I would say, hey, dude, you fucking suck. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just going to be honest with him, but that's not me going, I can't. we can't grab beers after this. And I think Nagy is having a real hard time there separating that. Well, that's... A- that's danger signal, Will Robinson. Danger. Yeah. Because when... No one, also, there's so many people out there that does not get that joke right now. I hey, get it because I grew up with you, but... Hey, listen, if you... if Go back and watch Lost in Space. You'll all understand that joke. <laughs> They'll remake it here soon. They'll get it. All right. It'll be a timely classic. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Anyway, the issue here is that... Nagy has to become a coach, and the coach has to make those hard decisions. Hopefully, Tyler, what Nagy was simply trying to do was tell the public what a difficult time he was having making the decision, and it wasn't easy, and maybe we're reading too... We could be reading too much into it, but it does... I don't think we are, because... It does kind of give you the willies, like, why are you so concerned about that? Put the best players on the field... Uh, let's talk about what I saw personally about, and I, I'm sure you saw it too. Um, there has been, 
and see, this is okay. This ties in with what we thought about Nagy. We also thought that he was doing the whole thing where, um, how am I? I'm trying to find the words for this. I can't. He was doing the thing where he was telling us one thing and basically lying. I'm just gonna call it what it is, lying to us. This whole narrative of Trubisky being a leader is the biggest load of shit I've ever seen in my life. He looks forced into huddles. He looks like he does not have the respect of the players or anything. And the reason I say that is because he always looks like a deer in the headlights. When Nick Foles came into the game, after a failed series and an interception, he's rallied around his teammates. Right. Well, he's talking to him. He has him huddled up. The next time you see him on the sideline, he's over, over. Matt Nagy's head. He's in his ear. Yeah. He's talking yeah. to him. They're looking at a tablet. He's telling him what he likes. I have never seen Mitch do that unless Nagy is going over to Mitch to talk to him. Yeah. That was, that was so different to see Foles over there in Nagy's ear because Mitch goes and he and becomes a loner on the bench. Yeah, exactly. He he goes over there. He yep. sticks basically he pretty much um, sticks to himself over there. A couple guys sometimes sit around him. And I don't know if it, he, it was his decompression period or what it was, but Foles, just the opposite. Foles, you saw him involved with his teammates. You saw him mm-hmm. involved yeah. with his coach. That's a huge difference, gang. And that's a really positive difference. That it was awesome. Yeah, I honestly, it was awesome to see. I've never, we've done what now? Four years of Trubisky. I've never seen that. No, I haven't either. He looks scared. He looks frightened out there. He looks like he does not have the respect, and I don't think he does. I don't. I don't think he does either. I think that it was a little bit too much hype that was going around. I think when you know that you've got a quarterback that really isn't playing well, you have to find rationale to keep him in the game. And I think that was one of the rationales. Well, he's, he's a great leader, man. Yeah, behind the scenes, he's really leading these guys. All right. Now, we'll, 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 we'll take that and a cup of coffee. And what will that get you? <laughs> right. Now, let's, as fun as this is to live in the moment, let's try to take ourselves out of the moment a little bit and start asking some hard questions. Because, yes, as Bears fans, I think it's safe to say we're all on cloud nine. Yes. Now, there's there's some problems with Foles, and let's just address these problems. He seems to live by the, the stereotype of he doesn't start games. He, he only He's only good during a string of games, or he's only good in big moments, and then, like, those are few and far between in his career. Um, the other, the other issue is the injury bug injury prone. Yeah. So, so, you know, he's Foles is known to have never completed a full NFL season. So we have to take, we have to take, which to be fair though, he won't, if he finishes this season, that still won't count. So I I agree. Maybe maybe we got it in the pat. Maybe it's in the window. Maybe Maybe it's in the rear. I I like the way you're thinking, man. I'll take that. With, With all that being said, look, we, as a Bears fan, you, you sit there and you see the difference. You see how clear it is. You see what we can build with him. The optimism right now is through the roof. Oh, yeah. So here's, here's we, where... Because we haven't had decent... We have not even had decent quarterback play 
And he showed us, hey, I can make throws. Yeah. Give our guys a chance. So here I am cautiously, cautiously optimistic. And let me explain both sides of the caution and that optimism. Yes, please. So on the optimistic side, I'm optimistic because of the accuracy and the decision-making. We actually have a quarterback who makes quick decisions. He reads the field well, and he throws the ball pretty accurately. That alone excites me, Ty. That alone is enough to make me go, yeah, I'm in. Here's where I'm feeling cautious. And I'm feeling cautious in that we, as a, as a team, are 3-0, and and we've played teams that have a combined winning record of 1-8. and So it's not like we have blown a bunch of really good teams away and we've played at the top of our game at this point in time. I mean, we're, we, we've played some pretty crappy teams to have a 3-0 well, record. We also have the worst 3-0 and start with uh, point differential in yeah. the history of the NFL. So, so so you know you got to be a little cautious here. You know, we're we're if you look at it, we're really not a 3 and 0 team, okay? We could we could be but we could uh, have been here here's why though it t- it feels different, right? We had Trubisky in all those. So yeah. this is why it feels different. Foles only got to play a quarter and a half. Yeah. I know, and he looked fantastic, and that is the optimism. That is moving forward, and so, but you I, saw the team respond to him, and it even makes you more optimistic. And, and I see what you're saying, because you bring up a very valid point, because a lot of people are making this comparison right now. And my point to those people would be, okay, yeah, but now we have a quarterback who can play. Now we have a quarterback, and I think that, I'm telling you, man, get this guy running RPOs. Yes, that is the way to go. Listen... You know that old saying, a rising tide carries all, ca- boats. carries all boats? Well, you know what? Foles is, is the rising tide for us, and all boats on offense and defense are about to rise. And that is what really excites me. Do you see it any differently than that? No, I don't. I, 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 not at all. I, look, we have an opportunity here to do something special. I know that's been Matt Nagy's narrative as of lately is this team's special. We have a really special team, and I don't know what it is about this year, but it seems special, and we have a special team. That's what he kept saying in his press conference. I don't know how much we have a special team, but I'll tell you what. We have a team that's damn good enough if full stays healthy, and hopefully our team stays healthy, that we, we can get to the playoffs, especially an extended playoffs. Yes. We, we can get there. Yeah, and that... That's what's fun, right? That's I mean, come on. Why are we fans of, of of football? Because not only is football fun every Sunday and Monday and Thursday, God, I love football, but it's also fun when your team actually is competitive and can end up in the playoffs. And and I know it's early. I know I'm excited about Foles. Things things could go differently. I'm well aware of that, gang. But I think that this gives us a real chance to be competitive. And that's what I want. I want us to compete. Now, I want us to win. Now, there is some downside to, to us winning that does make me fearful. 
What's that? And I just have to say this. If we win, does Pace get continue to go on? Because there is nothing that man has done. He should still be fired regardless, and we get a new GM and we move forward with Nagy. Because yeah. I don't think it's been fair to Nagy that he didn't ask for Trubisky and he didn't ask for Foles. Yeah. I know. It, it is not. And I'm telling you, Ty, I'm, I'm going to digress here a little bit. Um, you know, now that Tariq Cohen went down, you know what a fantastic trade would be right now? Hmm. What's that? Jordan Howard. He's sitting on the bench in Miami. Basically, they're just using him three times a and, game to and, fall into the end zone. And, and you know what? We're not going to do that because of that stupid pride that he has. No, but would would that not make no, all the I, sense no. in the world? It would make to go to go after him. He's sitting on but, the bench. He's rotting away in Miami. But that's the problem. It makes too much sense. So he's not going to do it. Here's okay. Here's here's one. Okay. I let's talk about what we're gonna do now. You bring up an excellent point. Let's talk about Cohen being out. We have Montgomery, who man, I don't. Hopefully he doesn't, but he could get injured. And then we have Peterson in the backfield, not Adrian Cordero. Where do we go from here? Like, because I was shocked. I just want to say this. This sucks, by the way, that Cohen got hurt like this. I had no idea Devontae Freeman was a free agent, and then he got picked up by the Giants. Yeah. I we could have, I mean, Cohen gets hurt. That There, there you go for yeah. a replacement. Well, I know. And, and, and I'm just thinking ahead because what, what's the best friend of a, of a passing game is getting a running game going. And, and what's going to make a, a, a good passing game is if we get that run-pass option, especially the run, um, consistently dialed in. And right now, do you think we can do that with the people that we have with Montgomery and I don't know. Cordell? I don't know. I, I, I don't think so. And it's no knock on Montgomery, but we're going to need something, you know? There, there, this, seems, this league seems to be a two-back league, in a two-back system, so we're definitely going to need someone. Uh, who? I don't know. I don't know who we go out. I don't know who we get. I I don't even know who's available. Do you? I, I'm not real sure who's all available right now. And and who knows? I, I guess it's possible, Ty. Do we have someone sitting on our bench right now or on our practice squad that could be a diamond in the rough? See, I, I don't even know. I don't know either. I don't know that much. I'm not that in depth. And, so, and, and that's, so always guess, hard, that's always hard to say, too. Yeah. But you're right. Maybe that comes. Maybe maybe, maybe there's there's someone, you know, sitting there that that could, you know, be a potential RB. But I, I think that's something we have to be concerned about moving forward is I'm not saying Montgomery's bad and and Cordero can, can really um, – work in certain situations, but they play him more as a gimmick kind of running back. And, um, and, and Cohen was played a little bit gimmicky too. Cohen was underutilized. Yeah. Big time. I mean, I said it before they should have played him more slot wide receiver and stuff like that. And they, they didn't. And, um, 
it's gonna be interesting. I wanna I wanna do one more little negative, not negative, but it's just it, it's a fact. I, I'm worried about our offensive line with Foles. I mean, we're gonna have to do something there because. When they started bringing the pressure, Foles started to go down quite a bit, and yeah. I'm a little nervous with our offensive line. Yeah. I don't, I don't think our pieces are there. Well, I don't think they are either. I, I, I think we got better. We got to get better at picking up the, the blitzes, you know. And part of that, quite honestly, was on Montgomery. He, yeah, they, he missed a couple. They, blocks. They, he missed a couple blocks that he took the wrong blitzer. And, and, you know, you do that one too many times, that's a good way to get your quarterback in, in big trouble fast. So part of that might be that, you know, this is just Montgomery's second year, but you got to know on those blitz packages which guy's yours. And a couple times it looked like he didn't know which guy he was picking up. Yeah. Now, could that be, could that be uh, the fault of alignment? That could. We don't know who, who had that assignment. Um, but I think we, I think it's enough to begin to worry um, as, as we move forward. So I think running back, offensive line, those are those are some concerns. Who who kind of takes that Cohen role, or who steps up into a brand new role, um, and then also um, what do we do with uh, our f- offensive line? Especially yeah. on the especially I thought on that right hand side, which is the side that most quarterbacks really need. Yeah, the blind side. The blind side. Yeah. We look, uh some more positive things. Yeah. We're finally going to get to understand well, this could be a negative too, but I'm gonna take it as a positive. I'm anxious to see the play design now. Whether it was yes, we're hiding Mitchell Trubisky or Nagy is stale. We're gonna we're gonna find out. You are and absolutely we're gonna, right. And we're gonna find out this game this coming up against the Colts. So we're going to get to know, okay, is Nagy just dialing back the creativity because he doesn't have a quarterback who can execute? Or has Nagy just gone to ultra-conservative? So, you know, the stance I took was Nagy knew that he didn't have a good quarterback, so he was dialing everything back. But we are about to find out, aren't we? Because if all of a sudden we start to see the playbook open up and we start to see Foles really throw some balls downstream. How many outside routes this year, Tyler, have you seen from our Bears? I mean, literally not throwing many. to the outside. Not, not many. I mean, it's all it's all over the middle, right? All crossing over. and Or the little short dump-offs, which, by the way, just piss me off because half the time they don't even work. The NFL has those things red. Yeah, the bubble screens. Yeah, those, those are just... Get get rid of those. Those those are your five percent trickery moves that don't really work most of the time. Well, we we need to do more offensively, and we'll see if that comes into play uh, come Sunday because it is going to be interesting. I mean, I don't. I mean, if I wouldn't want them to limit their playbook, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't either, and I hope they don't. If if they I I see us expanding our playbook absolutely well and then my and then my fear is too uh, I have a fear that I hope we're not getting too conservative and let me expound on this fear the I know they're two different people but what happened in the Eagles game 
to me, was the dumbest, most atrocious thing I've ever seen. If I, I'd be so defeated if I was a player. What I'm talking about is the Eagles had a chance to try to kick a 64-yard field goal to win the game. They elected to punt and settle for a draw. Doug Peterson wrote a book called Fearless. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl and now is pure chicken shit. Yeah, well, he needs to change the title to Fearful. Well, and what I'm saying is maybe that could happen to Nagy because we've already seen his first year he was going for it on fourth downs. He was punching it in. Our kicking struggles still continue, okay? So I'm hoping this doesn't happen, but now that we have foals, here's where that optimism comes into play, where will he open up? You know, we all think he should. So it's very exciting right now to be a Bears fan. It is. It's really exciting. If, you know, you and I have said it before, people have heard this, but if Nay goes back to the coach he was at his first year, which was creative, which was risk-taking, which was gambling, that is an exciting combination with a quarterback like Foles. It's very exciting. I Listen, the one thing we do know we have in Foles is the pressure and the moment is not going to get to this guy. Yeah. He, he, under the white lights, under the bright lights, Foles actually tends to do really, really well. Not sand. He's perfect. He's gonna have us. We're gonna we're gonna have times gonna have on this po- podcast. He's gonna have his moments where we're gonna scratch our head and go, "Why did he do that?" Like any other quarterback, but he brings a whole lot more to the table. He but he for, doesn't let the you don't he doesn't let the pressure get to him. But for me, that's more understanding. There were there was one that pass completion to Jimmy Graham should have probably been picked. In all honesty. He's going to throw some bad balls. That's who he is. That's what he does. But listen, the bright side is he could throw these bad balls and he could throw them long to where if they are intercepted, they're a punt. But here's another thing. Here's a positive. He's That ball he throws, he is always going to give your guy a chance to get that ball, to make a play on that ball. He came in hasn't seen game action in over a year and he starts making these throws and lighting it up that just shows you the level and the competence we have now at the quarter pack position and again i'm gonna keep harping on it that's where all this bears optimism comes from you're, you're doggone right i you, i couldn't have said it better than that so i think you know it it's going to be fun. Listen, we play the uh, Colts at home, and let's, let's get into that game. The Look, I don't know who the Colts are. They haven't played anyone. Yeah, I don't know who they are either. I mean, okay, it's it's been said, Tyler, they have one of the best offensive lines in football. They've got Taylor, who's who's brand-new running back. Um, uh, Marlon Mack's out for the year. Naeem Hines is, is, is their other... Um, he's acted as more of the passing back. Um, Philip Rivers, d- when you think of Philip Rivers right now, do you do you feel threatened in any way, shape, or form? I mean, no, not at all. 
And just to summarize, we'll get into Philip, but I just want to clarify by saying, like, why we don't know who they are. Look, they lost week one to the Jags. They beat Minnesota in week two, and Minnesota hasn't even won a game. And then they played the Jets yesterday. So they haven't really played anyone. Not saying we've really played anyone either. We played Detroit, then we played the Giants, and then recently we played Atlanta. Okay, we understand that. But to me, those games would have been bigger blowouts with Foles in. They already have Rivers. Rivers is their starter. So let's talk about Rivers. Well, if you if you think Trubisky was the dump off king to the running back, well, he is now though. He, yeah, but but there is yeah. a difference, yeah. right? Because Trubisky is young. Philip Rivers is not, and and the the decision to. To even sign him baffled me as a as a fan. Well, here's how I see it. Philip Rivers is a frickin' turnover machine. All right? I mean, he, he throws about more interceptions than anyone else. I think last year, he, other than Daniels, didn't he have, like, the, the second highest number of interceptions in the NFL? I mean, he was, he was right up there. So I, I think our defense could pick Rivers off, quite honestly. I, I think... Um, the challenge, the challenge is going to be is who do we come out as on offense, right? Do we come out doing the same uh, run first down, run second down, pass third down? Because if we do that, even with, even with Foles, we're going to have a problem. We have to come out. We have to mix it up. We have to do more than just the traditional first down, second down, throw the ball, or we're going to get into a punt punning situation. And here's the deal. With Mitch Tabirsky, we, we hardly ever got strung together a, a set of first downs. Foles has the ability to string together first downs, let our defense sit for God's sake, and not be worn out playing half the game on, on defense. So I, I see we have a chance if we get creative in our play calling if we get creative in in terms of our defensive sets, and if we take advantage of Philip Rivers trying to at times throw the ball where he shouldn't throw it, that's my take on the game. I think we can beat him. I I do too. I I feel great about it, man. I I really do. I I don't know who the Colts are, which is hard. I, I hear that they got a great defense. I hear that Frank Wright is this amazing guru. But, I mean, they it's hard to say, oh, well, they lost to so-and-so and this and that, you know, and do that because you also can never underestimate a uh, team. And I think we've thrown them a curveball this week. I think they know what's on tap, so to speak, with Mitchell Trubisky. I think they know and I don't think they know necessarily, like what we were saying earlier, what kind of offense we'll be running through him. Are we going to get more creative? I don't know. I hope so. I hope we do, and it just throws the Colts for a loop, and we just we, we, we smear them. And, we, and to we, your, need to, we need to go out and dominate a team. And to, yeah, Yes, we do, and I think this could be the team we do it to and open up people's eyes, even though they'll say, well, they, you know, the Colts didn't play anyone. But what, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, by, by all that, is I'm also agreeing with you when it comes down to Phillip Rivers being a turnover machine. 
guard the short stuff, make him throw deep. He does not have the arm he used to, and I think we can take advantage of that. Listen, our defensive line right now is firing on all cylinders. Oh, yeah. You know, dial up some blitzes, do whatever you got to do, and we can get this thing done. That's my outlook on this. I think we can sack Phillip Rivers at least a couple times. I think we could take advantage of Phillip trying to throw the long bomb and intercept it, um, especially if if the Colts get behind in this game. Um, I think I think what they're going to try to do with that offensive line, to be honest with you, is the Colts are going to try to run the ball down our throats. Yeah, and that's fine. Uh, we got to do better, though. We, we were letting Gurley get away from us a little bit. I think we yeah, need that, to... That really surprised me because Gurley did, did nothing in the previous two games, and he, he looked better against our team than he did in the previous two teams when I watched Atlanta play. So that kind of surprised me that Gurley came out like yeah. that, that hot. It surprised me too, but I think we're going to be able to get around that, and I think we're going to be able to improve for sure. So I, I don't I don't see it being too too big of a problem. I, you know, I listen, I say this is my opinion. Phillip Rivers is going to have the mindset. He's going to know the defenses. He's very football intelligent. Make him think he can make the throws that he can't. Yeah, That's what I would be telling my defense. Take the short stuff away. Almost kind of taunt him into, I can take that long shot. Let's see what he got. Because, I mean, he still has somewhat of an arm. But let's not forget either that, like, T.Y. Hilton seems to be struggling this year. There seems to be a lot of things going on. So, yeah, I would. I, I would it's going to be it, a very interesting game. It should be. Should be a fun game to watch. I would love if. Here's what I'm predicting. If if Nagy gets creative and we open up the offense, this could be the first game that we go over thirty in a long, long time. I completely agree. I mean, I don't. I don't see why. I don't see why not. Yeah. I mean, and we're home. I think even though there's no fans, I think home does help in the uh, comfortability factor, like being comfortable and, yeah. you know, being home and back with family and stuff. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking too much into that. Hopefully I'm not. Hopefully I win. So I think we're all saying the same thing, and that is come Sunday, we lock up another victory. Yeah. Let's go for it, buddy. All right. Well, I think that's all for this week. And remember, it's always a good time when you bear down.